ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black College Nines podcast series, our podcast series. We covered the many things that the HBCU baseball coaches do at the historically black college and universities. Uh, the programs that hired them, the athletic departments that made them the head coaches for the programs that they uh, reside over, and the many things they do. Uh, black College Nine is preparing itself for the 2021 season. We got a lot going on, a lot coming that's coming our way, and a lot that we're going to present to our uh, our audience, our our, our uh, fan base. But today we're going to speak to uh, Contelius Casey Carter, the head coach for uh, Clark Atlanta University. Uh, coach Carter, he spent uh, three seasons as the assistant uh, baseball coach at Winston-Salem under Kevin Ritchie. Uh, Carter was a part of building that program, which became an NCAA Division II powerhouse. While on the uh, coaching staff at Winston-Salem State, he, he oversaw the program. They won uh, three uh, Central Intercollegiate Athletic Association championships and three, three straight trips to the NTA Division II Atlantic Regional Tournament. And uh, while he was there, he was uh, on the baseball squad. He won the academic team award, won by the team for the highest overall GPA for uh, the con- Two consecutive years uh, before he left uh, uh, Winston Salem State, he was at the same capacity for the Florida A&M University team in the MEAC from the 2003 to 2005 season, and then he became the head coach at uh, Clark Atlanta. So, Coach Carter, how are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Now I've been. This podcast I've been wanting to do with you, it's, been, it's a, a year, we should have did this a year ago. We talked about it, started planning for it, and then other things came up and it didn't materialize until now. So I know you got a lot to say and I want to let you have at it. But before we really get going, um, what was it like? You uh, coaching at Winston-Salem, considering they became a uh, HBCU baseball powerhouse at the Division Two level, and they seem to do that quite a bit. Every year they were winning big games. Uh, it, was, it was actually pretty, pretty good. Uh, I learned a lot from Jim and Richie. Um, I enjoyed my time there. Um, you know, we had a lot of success, and they, you know, they continued to have some success before they ended up uh, canceling the program. hit you when you heard that the program was shutting down for golf? Oh, it hurt. It, it, it hurt me to my core. Um, just simply because of the success that, you know, that it was having. And, um, you know, and, they, and you know, uh, what, maybe what, a year or two before they, they canceled the program, there was one game away from advancing to the College of World Series. And, you know, it was something that we discussed while, you know, 
uh, why we was there, especially after we had that first case of the Atlantic region, uh, going in there and, and, and playing those guys up in the schools in Pennsylvania. Um, you know, we felt like while we was there, we, we had a chance to advance out of that region into the uh, uh, World Series. And, you know, for the year or two before they came to the program, for those guys to be so close to advancing. And, and I'm pretty sure if they still would have kept that program, that possibly, maybe, well, obviously not last year, but the year before, they probably would have made a run and gone to the College World Series. I remember that season because, uh, uh, I, I found out just after that, that the season concluded when they had one game that they needed to win to make it to the NCAA Division II World Series that a lot of those guys had injuries and went under the surgeon's knife. So that was, I know that was, uh, and that was a magical season because they won 40, uh, 40 games that year. But it... it my understanding is also that you was at Florida A&M University. What did you do there? Uh, so that's where I began coaching on the collegiate level. Uh, I actually started as a grad assistant in 2001 uh, under Coach Joe DeWitt. And um, I was on that staff until 2005, I believe. And then I left and went to the high school. And I coached uh, a couple of years at the high school. And then went back to uh, Florida and m University. Uh, when I said high school, I was at uh, Florida and m High School. Uh, you know, they have a high school on campus. Yes. Um, but um, and then back in, I think, 2008, I went back to the university as a second second assistant uh, under uh, Coach, he got to there, Coach Robin Lucas. And, um, and in 2010, uh, I got the call from uh, Coach Neil Hayes, uh, another Hall of Famer, uh, that he wanted me to come up and uh, help, help out with the baseball program. And I also had a second duty on the assistant company, equipment manager uh, uh, at Western Salem State as well. And a lot of people don't know, we, you know, I was on the staff as, as one of the, not the football coach, but obviously as the equipment manager. You know, you deal a lot with football. So, and you know, the success that they had over those years with football. Um, but yeah, so I was doing this Division One and Division Two. Uh, coach. Well, you know, you also were a player, like you mentioned, at uh, Florida A&M. And I remember, because uh, I was, I, I played baseball for Edward Waters uh, College in Jacksonville. And I remember we used to every year come up to the FAMU Sports Camp uh, Carnival where they had that big tournament uh, for the baseball, you know, you had a four or five team tournament, and you remember that? Yeah, it was baseball. We also had track and field. It was family relays at the time, uh, so it was kind of family relays and also uh, baseball. Uh, the baseball carnival we had. So yes, I do. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty big thing there. Uh, you know, considering we were NAIA program and we'd come up and play you big Division One teams and give you all a good game. We lost, but we gave you a game. Uh, uh, yeah. I didn't want to mention that to you, Coach, but uh, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> we did beat you up. Uh, well, yeah, 
Yes, sir. Now, what led you to uh, Clark Atlanta? Considering Clark Atlanta is a uh, a member of the SIAC, and it's a good baseball conference. And what led you to Atlanta? How did this come about? Because the baseball program, it it's and I'm gonna be honest with you, kind of fits doormat to uh, basketball. So what led you to uh, Clark Atlanta? Um, so, well, when I left uh, Winston-Salem, uh, I came back home. I'm, I'm born and raised in Decatur, Georgia. Uh, so I came home, um, and uh, at the time, you know, I, was, I, I didn't do anything, I think, for that. Well, I'll take that back. Uh, I wasn't doing anything on the collegiate level uh, that year of 2014. Uh, I was coaching in the summer ball, and... Um, Ran to uh, Coach Coach McNeely, uh, you know, who was the head, who was the president coach at Clark County at the time, and we talked, and uh, you know, he brought me on as his uh, volunteer assistant. And um, that fall, you know, we practiced a little bit, and, and he, you know, he told me he decided that he probably was going to step away, and he was going to recommend me for the position. Um, he wanted to see, you know, what he had done, continue to grow the program and um, in February of 2015 it finally happened um, and I got the position probably about two weeks before opening the season um, and it was a struggle um, because we only had nine certified players at the time so I went on campus and recruited you know Couple of, couple of uh, football players, and ended up we had about 14 players on the roster that year uh, of 2015. So I struggled that season, um, but that's kind of how I came about to get the job. Um, you know, much much love to uh, Coach McNeely. Well, I remember uh, a lot of the other programs within the SIAC scene that you didn't have a big squad to deal with, but you were doing a pretty good job with what you had. With that being said, uh, how has recruiting, how has things changed uh, since 2015? Well, uh, after that year, um, you know, obviously I got on the road and I was on the that year, I brought in about 14 guys. Um, that year and got my roster up to about 20 guys. Um, and my whole philosophy um, was to recruit two-way, two-way position players. Uh, if you know anything about baseball, which I'm pretty sure everybody is listening to this podcast knows that pitching and defense is best, which is the backbone of how you win baseball games. Um, so with, with uh, limited scholarship dollars, uh, you know, my whole process was to recruit two-way players. I wanted guys that played a position and pitch, and preferably I, I recruited the middle of the field. So obviously you got to have a strong section. Um, you got to have some arms on the mound. You got to have some guys that know how to pitch. And then you got to have a pretty good shortstop. Uh, and you got to have an excellent center fielder. Um, so I was looking for guys that can play that position as well as pitch. And if you can play the middle of the field, then you're more than likely athletic. So then, I can put you on the corners, uh, at third base, first base, left field, right field, um, 
if he got beat out at, at, at the shortstop position. Um, so that's kind of my recruiting philosophy. Um, it, it took me a while to get my roster up to 25 players, which is where I'm at this year. The, the goal is to get to 35. Um, I want to be able to get to 35 players and also have a JV squad uh, to kind of go in the players to get ready for the varsity squad. So that's my ultimate goal. Um, and, you know, I'm almost there. And it, it, you know, it took me about five years to get there. To build that roster up to 25. Um, and simply because, you know, you have, have, you have to be able to find players that, that, that want to play baseball and then also want to get a quality education at Clark County. And this applies to school, so tuition is a little a little more than your state schools. So they got to be willing to, uh, you know, pay or come out to practice for loans. And it was a little bit of a struggle my first couple of years. Uh, but now I got a, I got a good recruiting base that I can go to and, and, and recruit some guys um, that's willing to come down and play, willing to come down and compete, rather. Um, you know, so, so we're, we're getting there. We're, we're, we're making some tracks. Well, with that being said, sounds to me like you're building a uh, a, a chance to win the the SIAC this year. Um, so that's, that's every year. Uh, just and, and to give you a little bit of background, that first recruiting class, which uh, which came in of what uh, fall of 2016, um, you know, those guys, most of those guys started all four years. In the first couple of years, we uh, we set we set school record for wins in the season. Uh, actually, for the we set the school record for wins in the season in, in seventeen, in sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. And in seventeen and eighteen, we advanced to the uh, conference tournament. And you know, with the top at first was, hey, let's just get to the conference tournament. Let's just get to the conference tournament. That's that, that was our whole goal, you know, when, we, when those guys first got on campus. And we got to, so we finally got to the conference tournament, I believe that third year. And we had enough success in the tournament. Um, we won the first game against Kentucky State. Um, and the next game, we played the Eventual Champions Albany State. And we took them to the last out. We was a base hit away from, from winning that game. Um, and, you know, then, you know, we played a tough game against Clackland and that, that kind of put us out, out of the tournament. But from that point, it was like, okay, we can get to the tournament. Now, now that we're here, let's win. We had some success. So now the talk from that point was about winning a championship. And so, yeah, we, you know, that's, that's the whole uh, conversation about now. Is, uh, we know we can get there. Now it's about when we get there, let's win. And if we can get there, you know, the ball, anything can happen. You know, those stars lined up, the ball bounced our way, and hey, we can end up in a championship game. Well, so that's, that's always the goal. That's, that's from now, that's the goal to win a championship. How did, um, how has the administration in the athletic department treated the program? I say that in regards to, uh, baseball can be put on the back burner. So how 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 has the, the administration responded to you, your coaching style, and, and the fact that you you're getting uh, uh, students that are uh, becoming honor students? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I 
you know, especially when you're winning. It seems like you're opening up against rust every year because when you check your schedule, at the top of the schedule is rust, rust, and then you have your. Uh, I, I I don't know if it's an annual tournament you guys compete um, compete in. It's the uh, Peace Tree Classic. Yes, yeah, so it's the Peace Tree Classic. Um, and we usually we usually play that the second weekend uh, of the season, and we have teams from uh, West Virginia come down. Uh, about usually we have about four or five teams that come in. Teams from West Virginia, the uh, State University is heading down. And uh, we host, we host, How have you managed to keep the program going through this this pandemic? Um, so it's a lot of zone calls, and I'm pretty sure every every other coach in Philly, uh, we weren't fortunate to be on campus uh, in the fall like some other schools. Uh, so it, it was it was a lot of there was a lot of zone calls. Uh, it was a lot of personal conversations. It was just a lot of um, you know just trying to keep the guys from keeping them. You know, just just kind of keeping them motivated. Um, you know, and, and the, the sad part about COVID, well, not necessarily the sad part about COVID, but the part about my guys is that we were very young. We were very young last year before COVID hit. Um, I started six freshmen, and, and it, I started six freshmen depending on who was on the mound uh, at times. So. Um, and those guys they play 15 games, and uh, you know we 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 were gonna be pretty good. I felt like we were gonna be pretty good, although you know we had lost a lot of close one run, two run games. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You know, and, and, and that really comes with you know just experience. So um, you know it, it was kind of it was kind of bad because again those guys were just found out finding themselves. And we're getting ready to go into the conference play. And, you know, when the schedule gets not easier, but, you know, you don't play those kind of teams as, you know, like you do in the non-conference. Um, so that's, that's the sad thing about my guys now is we were so young and they didn't play a full season. So now we have to start all over again. Well, it, it will help because uh, you, you lost five for the early part of the season, for the short season. You lost five games by one run. And and one by uh, I think it was two by uh, two runs, so uh, you got something to build on. But being that you're having under these restrictions because of this uh, disease, how, what's going on with the play on the field? How are you guys able to get your practice in? I uh, I know you can't practice Zoom, 
but at one point in time you're going to have to go live. How is that coming? Do these these tough times we're experiencing, and it you know hopefully it, it eases up and, and it winds itself down. But you know at some point in time uh, we got to play baseball, it's especially HBCU baseball. Coach, is there anything you want to share with us? Um, just uh, black man. Appreciate you reaching out to me. Um, I'm always following you guys. Um, I love the stories and the podcasts that you're doing from each and every black college program uh, throughout the United States. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, if anything you need from me, just let me know. Um, but I am I'm, I'm just I love that we have some somebody that's covering black college baseball. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just awesome. Well, it's, it's, to be honest with you, and I tell all the culture because I hear it all the time, it's not me. It's you and your programs. You put it on the field, we will report it. But there's one thing that, you know, we, we it, and, I, and it's going to happen. And we were going to do it last year until the, we were one week away from making the announcement and then COVID hit and then it just canceled everything. We gotta have an HBCU national championship. We gotta. Um, I, I, I think it can be done. I really do think it can be done. Whether it's you know, we, whether it's Division One level, Division Two, Division Three, or other schools, kind of like you do with uh, the polls. You know, um, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to be on the committee. Whatever needs to be done to make it happen. Uh, even if my team doesn't make it, um, you know, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing to do it. So, again, I, I think it'll be great. It'll be great for, for black college baseball and the community and, and all the guys that have played black college baseball before, before, you know, in the past. I, I think it's a great idea. And, um, and I think all the coaches will be, you know, a part of it too. I think whatever they have to do as far as scheduling, well, you know, they'll make it happen. Well, it's, it's, 
like I said last year, we were a, a week away from making an announcement. It was it would have been just a two team tournament, but we're going to shoot for a five team tournament, and hopefully, uh, uh, it, it we become fruitful because we need a, a HBCU champion. We don't need it. Your your players, your kids need something to play for outside of the conference championship. We need competition. We need a national championship. So it's going to happen. And, you know, we will talk about, uh, you know, you and, the, and being a part of the committee because uh, it's going to take more than just uh, myself and uh, uh, the others involved. We're going to need coaches, and there's a lot that needs to be planned for it. So Coach Carter, I'm going to call you KC. KC, thanks for uh, the time we've had. Like I said, it's we. This is something we needed to do a long time ago. Uh, at the time I was going to do it, we were hot and heavy into the season, and then it didn't just didn't pan out that way. But I see what you're doing with your program. I've, I've seen you building, um, like you said, just the, the freshmen that are that were there last year are back now, and that's going to help big time for your schedule. Can't wait to get back on the field and get back to the field. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I'll, I'll do it anytime. Coach, I, the pleasure is all yours, all mine's as well. God bless you and God keep you. Thanks for your time. No problem. Thank you.